Welcome to episode 100 of the Women of the Military podcast. This week, I'm celebrating 100 podcast episodes with Women of the Military. I can't believe it's already been 100 episodes, and I can't wait to share all the episodes that I already have recorded that'll go into next year and beyond. This has been an adventure that I never expected to grow the way it did, and I have loved every interview that I've had the opportunity to do, and all the men and women who have supported me in this podcasting journey has just made it an incredible joy to be able to share the stories of military women. So this week, I decided instead of doing an interview, I would gather together the advice I've received from military women when I ask the question, what advice would you give to young women considering joining the military? And my original plan was to include all the episodes of advice, but then I realized after collecting all those episodes of advice that it would be the longest podcast ever. So I decided that I would pick a few at random because they were all so good it was hard to pick favorites, and I'm gathering them here together for this episode to celebrate the 100th podcast episode, and hopefully at the end of the year I will do another roundup of the same podcast to celebrate the end of 2020 and to hear more advice from military women. So really hope you enjoy this episode. I love getting to re-listen to the different advice from women and just thank you for all the support along the way. So let's get started. Listening to the Women of the Military podcast, where we share the stories of female service members and how the military touched their lives. I'm Amanda Huffman. I'm an Air Force veteran, author of Women of the Military, and a collaborative author of Brave Women, Strong Faith. I am also a military spouse and mom. I created Women of the Military podcast as a place to share stories of military women, past and present, with the goal of finding the heart of the story while uncovering the triumphs and challenges women face while serving in the military. If you want to be encouraged by the stories of military women and be inspired to change the world, keep tuned for this latest episode of Women of the Military. I collected the advice of military women and have put them together on the podcast. If you're looking for more information about who shared each quote, you can head over to airmentomom.com and find the blog post written for this podcast episode. You can also check out the show notes where it will have all the women who have spoken, their advice, and what episode they were featured in. So I hope you enjoy this episode. I really loved creating it for you. The first thing I would say is the military is a great opportunity. I've definitely learned a lot and it's definitely challenged me. And I think I'm a better wife, a better mother, a better sister, a better daughter because of it. Two, this is probably one of my biggest like pet peeves of women in the military, but I would tell them not to change themselves to fit the mold, but to embrace their femininity. All too often we see these generals who look like men. They don't wear makeup. They don't wear jewelry. And it's just like, you don't have to be a man to be successful. Now, if that's your thing, if you don't like makeup, more power to you. But I don't 
think that we should just hide all that it means to be a woman for the sake of, well, if I want to succeed, I can't wear pink or I can't carry a purse. And that's not the truth. When I see women in power who embrace that, to me, it just, it just shows how strong they are and how confident in their skin they are. That kind of goes to my third thing where you don't need to be a man to succeed. Men and women are very different. And I think you can embrace those differences, whether it's your passion. I think women are a little more emotional just based off of our hormones. But with that means I tend to be more passionate when it comes to taking care of my airmen. And so I can use that to a benefit. I recognize the limitations, but instead of allowing that to hold me back, I use that to take care of my folks and to highlight myself amongst my peers. I definitely think like you don't need to be a man. You can be a woman. You can be a successful woman in the military. I would just say take advantage of those differences. So whether it's you're being more emotional, whether it's you just tend to care more about people, those differences, we can definitely just, we can, we can use that to our advantage. And the Air Force needs diversity and they need women. And I would say, don't worry about work-life balance because it doesn't exist. It's a myth. It's kind of like one moment work is going to get, you know, 90%, home is going to get 10%, but then other moments it's going to shift. And so at the end of the day, you can give it a shot. And if it doesn't work out, you're not a failure because you've only served four or five years. That's the biggest thing is that some people feel like if I have to do it, I have to commit and I have to do 20 years. And that's not the case. The Air Force doesn't need people to stay in for 24 years. You know, they need people that are only in for five years or 10 years. And so instead of feeling like you're a failure, it's like, hey, you can still serve your country and you've still done more than most of the United States has. So I think if anything else, I would say don't sign up for anything without having somebody there with you. It's very important, if nothing else, to have a mentor in place. I wish that I recognized the significance of having a mentor earlier on and not just like, you know, you can hear of men that are mentors and I did have some men that provided some very good career advice and guidance at points that I really needed it. But it would have been helpful to me to also have reached out a little more proactively to other women. And I think now that time has kind of gone on and there are there are more women out there and they've had different career paths, it is really important. I think I would have not struggled as much I probably had better success in my career as a whole had I reached out to other people for advice, even though I felt like I didn't, you know, maybe I thought I didn't need it, but I actually did. And I didn't recognize it. So I think if nothing else, kind of recognizing that even if you don't feel like you need help, you know, advice is always something you can take or leave. You might as well get it if you can. I think that would be my my takeaway. Make sure that you're doing it for the right reasons. Your reason for joining is strong enough to keep you to stay because it's not easy. And and that's anything with life, you know, uh, it's not easy. So you need to be able to stay focused. You need to be able to stay motivated throughout this process. So that way, you know, when you get in, it, it's it, it's no surprise. And, you know, you're you're not on the fence about if you want to get out two years into your five-year contract, I would say make sure the reason that you're joining is is strong enough to keep you there. I would say you can do it. I've heard many people say, I don't know how you did it. There's no way I could. That was so me 19 years ago. I didn't join at 17 or 18. I joined when I was 22, but I did not grow up in a military family at all. I think my grandfather, but I never met him. So I didn't even know he was in the army till later. I didn't grow up in that. And so I had no idea what I was doing. I was just like, eh, let me try it. But you could totally do it. If you want to do it, you could do it. Just have the mindset and never let anybody make you feel like you can't do it. Because look at those 
females in the Rangers battalion or, you know, getting the tabs. Holy crap. I don't think I can do that now, but they did it because they went in there and they, you know, they're doing it for themselves. Don't feel like you have to prove it to anybody. Just do it for you. Your time. You don't have to do 20. Do as long as you want. And it's all up to you. It's, it's, it's for you, not for anybody else. I think if your heart is in it, go for it. But I really do think it's important to cater your personality to the branch. You know, write down your pros and cons, figure out what you want out of this. And if it's you have something to prove, okay, Marine Corps all the way, I get it. But, you know, unless it's that, I tend to push women toward the Air Force. Sorry, Marines out there. But my sister had such a good experience. I just feel like, I don't know, they, there's, it's just a different echelon. I'm not saying it's better than the Marine Corps because it was right for me, the Marine Corps was. And out there, it's right for other females. But I do feel like uh, the Air Force is friendlier I can't speak for the Army. Uh, Navy's pretty good, too. I My stepdaughter's interested in the Navy, and I'm fully supportive of that. She wants to go into the medical field, so that makes sense. Navy makes sense. So, yeah, it just depends on your personality. But overall, I'm all for it. It teaches you something that nothing else can out there. The military will build you up in a way that nothing else can, in my opinion. So I'm very pro-females in the military. It just cater your personality to your branch. That's, that's the only advice I would give. I think that if you have this calling, that it's a gift. It is going to be hard. It's going to be challenging and it's going to frustrate you and it's going to ask a lot of you, but it is still a gift and a privilege. Being part of a team, working together, working for something beyond yourself and testing your own limit. All of those things is not only going to better the nation as you serve, but they're also going to better you and increase your own self-worth, your own resiliency beyond what you thought. So I think that the United States will be better for your service, but so will you. So I would tell girls to be prepared to serve unselfishly, that the military is a 24-7, 365 type of job, and that you're upheld to a higher standard from even when you're active duty serving, when you're on leave or liberty. And I feel you have to search yourself deeply if you're able to serve that way. Not everyone can, not everyone does, but I feel to do the military due diligence that you would have to consider serving in that direction. I would tell them to first and foremost do their research. You definitely want to understand all of the services in the military, what they do, what their mission is, um, to understand what your quality of life will be in the job you'll be doing and the environment you'll be doing it in. And then pair that up with knowing who you are. You know, if you know you're not a swimmer, don't join the Navy. You know, if you don't, if you don't, want, to, if you don't want to get thrown to the water, then don't join the Navy. But also too, like if you know that you're looking for a more, a computer job, you know, you're going to have to test higher for that, possibly the Air Force or Navy. So you definitely want to have a full understanding of the services and an understanding of what you're looking for to get out of the military. And then I would say, just do it, you know, do it with confidence. And it may be scary in the beginning, but it's going to keep getting better and better. And you'll continue to improve and learn a whole different skill set and be making money while you do it. 
I would say, you know, just weigh all of your options. And if it is the best thing to do, then do it. You know, I just heard somebody saying the other day, like, oh, you know, we would absolutely not let our, you know, relative join. Like we, we completely discourage them from it. And I like, I just didn't get it. You know, it absolutely helped me out so much in the situation that I was. I have a college degree now. I've got my family, which I had no idea that was going to happen from it too. You just never know where life is going to take you. So I absolutely see the benefit. I would not, you know, my, my boys are free to choose whatever path they want. I wouldn't push them or discourage them from doing it, but there are absolute benefits in it completely. I would tell them to go for it. It was a great experience. I mean, yes, I had a very traumatic experience in the military, but it obviously did not, you know, paint the picture for my entire career. I would probably just say don't be too naive because the military does do a good job of telling you that everyone's your brother and sister and we trust everyone and, you know, and they want that for everyone, but that's not the case all the time. So go for it. It's a great experience. Girl, don't you let anybody tell you you can't do it. Because if I can do it, anybody can do it. And you have more power and talent and capability than you ever thought possible. And there will be moments when people will push you to your breaking point, but you will not break. You will be stronger and better and smarter than you ever imagined. So don't let anybody hold you back. Don't let anybody ever tell you you can't and just go for it. I think the same thing I would tell anybody. Let me preface my answer if, if I can. I was very blessed. We talked, we talked about Desert Storm real briefly before. I had two Desert Storm veterans as my first two female NCOs when I got to my unit in Germany and they lived in their track vehicle for however long they were there. It was that ended up being almost, I think, two months. They taught me, you're a soldier. You're not a female soldier, you're a soldier. You do your job, you do it well. You do, the, you know, you, you, you do everything that you're capable of doing. And that's what I would let anybody know. You're joining the military. It is disciplined. It is rigorous. It's not easy and it's not supposed to be easy, but it is the most rewarding thing I think you will ever get. And that's what I, that's what I would tell people. It's, it is an education you cannot receive anywhere else. I learned more about myself in my eight weeks of basic training, I think, than, than I probably learned, you know, in the past five years. I, I, I learned what I was capable of. I learned my strengths and weaknesses. I learned teamwork. I learned how to just follow orders, which is a pretty good skill to have. <laughs> but I would just let people know. If, if, I, if I was speaking directly to females, just don't ask for special treatment ever. Understand it's hard. It's supposed to be hard. You work hard. You prove yourself. That's all you can ask for. And you're going to be seen as exactly what you what you are. You know, you're, if you're a good soldier, you're going to be your good soldier. If you see a problem, address it. But everything that happens that you don't like isn't a problem, really. I mean, that's that, that's the way it should be, and that's usually how it is. If you're if you're meeting the standard, you're you're following regulations, and you're going to be okay. If you're exceeding the standards, you're going to be awesome. But that's it. Is work hard, pay attention, and understand it's not easy. I think the biggest thing is just to be true to yourself. You know, obviously, when you go through basic or when you go through a field training, they're going to break you down and then build you back up. But through that process. Still stay true to your personality, you know, learn those leadership skills, learn how to how to be a good leader and just stick to your guns. Cause I feel like a lot of people 
automatically see you as a woman and think you're weaker. <laughs> and that honestly really annoyed me um, a lot of the time because, I mean, I'm also pretty soft-spoken and unassuming, but I can get real fired up. I remember one time one of my airmen was being blamed for something that was not his fault. And for some reason or another, one of our leadership, you know, was just giving him a really hard time about it. So I like drug him into my office. I was like, excuse me, sir, you know, with all due respect, it is not this individual's fault. You know, he had nothing to do with this situation, blah, blah, blah. And I was told later that individual was very surprised since I'm usually, you know, pretty reserved and saved by spark for when it's necessary but but I feel like a lot of you know if you're people assume that if you're an officer especially you know like oh she's super type a she you know is loud or very you know in your face but I don't feel like you have to be that way to be a great leader or be a great officer so if you're not you know don't try to become someone you're not because you're going to be exhausted and I was exhausted by the end of each day because I tried for so long to be someone different yeah, just be true to yourself and your skills will shine through. And I think just people, no matter what service they join, to educate themselves on what it is the service does, the pros and cons of it, and just know that when you raise your right hand and give your life to that service, that's kind of exactly what they take. And you may not end up dying serving your country, but your life is no longer your own. And I didn't understand that necessarily when I joined at 17. And then, you know, 24 years later, I realized that that's what happened. It it felt like a bad divorce when I left the Coast Guard because of the way I was retired. It was like a a divorce where I was abused in the relationship and then didn't realize it. And the only thing I got out of our separation was my freedom. So yeah, I wish I could say more positive things. The best thing was my shipmates and some of the experiences I had, but the overall politics and bureaucracy of this organization that I dedicated my life to for almost a quarter of a century was shameful on how I was treated on the way out the door. And I I know that things change over time, but, and uh, granted, maybe I'm not the best person to be giving advice because the way I did business didn't ultimately result. I mean, I had honorable service, but I didn't get the career I wanted out of it. But ultimately you have to be able to look at yourself in the mirror and I am proud of who I am and I'm proud of what I've done and I don't have a problem with my contribution. I have a problem with how I was treated, but um, that's that's another thing. So we are women. Be proud of being a woman. Know that you don't have to lose your identity in order to serve and be the best version of you that you can. And it's okay to and we are different. Men don't have the same piping we do. We you know we do give birth to babies. We you know, we have differences and we should not be segregated for those, but we should celebrate those. And I hope more women feel comfortable with that. And I think we're getting to that place where there's less of the judging and, oh, you know, you have to have your own room to breast pump. Well, would you want your wife, you know, doing that in a bathroom, which isn't necessarily sanitary? Of course not. So, I mean, there's things that it, you know, it's not rocket science, but it's crazy that we still have to say, hey, how about we do this a little bit better? And that would be the other thing. A lot of folks complain that there's a problem or that there's an issue or there's an injustice. The amount of time wasted complaining when they could actually do something about it. And that's where I have put all my focus. I, I don't even know if people I know that I served with even know that I'm doing some of this stuff because I don't have time to keep telling, you know what I mean? To mm-hmm. complain to them about it, I'm going to do something about it. And if you can't help me move it forward, then I'm not going to waste my time with it. 
Well, first things first, do your research. At that time, so 2000, 2001, West Point did have a website. I think they, they just revamped their website. Do the research, figure out if it's something that's right for you. Um, West Point has what's called a field force. Those are folks who are alumni, who are you know here to help as um, folks put together their packets, as they put together their application materials to answer questions, um, contact the admissions officer that is in charge of your area. And the admissions officer will be able to point you to those folks in your district that can answer your questions. If there are any service academy nights, so the, especially here in Ohio, Senator Brown and Senator Portman put on discussions with with parents and, and potential candidates about the process of achieving and applying for and receiving a nomination. And usually at those, I, I can say for the West Point side, field force officers are there to answer your questions that you can talk to. If you are considering West Point in particular, like I said, do your research, check out the Air Force Academy, check out the Coast Guard Academy. I'll even dare say, check out the Naval Academy. It, it doesn't hurt to, to understand. They do allow for visits. I, I don't know if any of the academy, other academies do the summer. I'm not going to call it a summer camp because there's nothing camp about it. But if they do something similar to the leadership course, see if you can attend that. I mean, for me, that was the final nail in the coffin on going to the service academy was attending the IAW and meeting the folks and just getting a taste of what life would be like at West Point and just ask questions. And if anybody has questions and they hear this, call me. I'll, I'll, or, you know, get in touch with me over LinkedIn or whatever. And I'll help you find somebody that, that you can talk to, or you can ask me questions and questions about it. And we can, we can get you the information that you need to be able to figure out if this is what you want to do. And if it's not something you want to do, then that's okay too. Well, I would say that when I was uh, entering the workforce back in the 1980s, I was standing on the shoulders of the women who had fought the battles in the 1960s and 1970s and had acquired for the rest of us some rights and privileges and expectations that didn't perhaps exist before. So the mantra back then was, you can have it all. Recently, in more recent years, I think there's been a bit of a backlash on that. And there's this other sort of statement that you can't have it all. You know, you sort of have to choose. And I think both of those statements are wrong. So my advice to women uh, who are entering the workforce today is you can have it all, but you can't have it all all at once and you can't do it all by yourself. So it comes back to, you know, if you want a career and a family, you absolutely can do it but you've got to pick your timing as best as you can. You've got to have help, a posse of people around you to provide you with support. It sure also helps if your job has a certain amount of flexibility within it. And again, part of what we tried to do is provide more flexibility in the Air Force, but you can have it all, just not all at once and not without help. Two things. The first thing is for me personally, that was probably the best decision I could have made. I, I don't think that I ever thought that I was really capable of some of the stuff that I did. And it's not easy. Like, don't get me wrong. It's not easy. It's very hard, but it was worth it to me in the sense that I proved to myself that I could do something that was difficult in a place where there aren't that many women. 
And like, even if you, if you're a man or a woman, it's so hard, but there just, there weren't that many women. So I would say it was like an invaluable experience for me in terms of like personal and professional development. And and the second one is, I would say, understand what you're getting yourself into. Like, I, I mean, think about there, there's the logistics that come along with joining the military, for example, being away from your family, deploying, like the impact it has on relationships, whether you're in one now or you want to start one, like that is a real thing. So just talk to as many people as you can to try to understand how that's going to impact your life. It's, it's certainly not a reason not to do it, but I think you can make a more informed decision if you understand what you're going to be asked to do. And I certainly didn't understand. And only now that I'm like a little bit older and wiser, do I realize like what I put everyone through. And that's just like, that's certainly not a reason not to join, but it's just something that, you know, this is, it's not just you making the decision. Go Air Force. No, <laughs> no I, I think it's one of those things. I get that the military is not for everybody. It's truly not. Some great folks have walked away from the military and I've helped people walk away from the military. When it comes to girls considering joining the military, I just ask, what do you have to lose? It's a great opportunity. I've, I've enjoyed it. Like I said, a lot of my best friendships came from the military. I Not everything was all sunshine and rainbows and flowers, granted, but I think Overall, the the experience was was very good. I think that I wish I'd had more females to talk to before I joined the military because there, I had a I had a ton of questions. Most of them probably involved MEPS. But beyond that, I, I think that you know they should talk to somebody about it. Talk to and not a professional or therapist or anything, but talk to other women that have served. Talk to different branches of service and find a you know find what will make you happy. And at the end of the day, if you don't like it, it's four years usually <laughs> do, you know, just check it out. And, you know, it's better to live a lifetime of knowing what happened rather than always asking what if. Study hard and don't take any crap and do the job the best you can. Understand that in the military, even though it is a male dominated industry, that people respect competence more than anything else. If you're good at your job, it doesn't matter if you're male, female, you know, black, white, anything else. If you're doing your job well and you can be trusted to do your job at all times and you do it well, you won't have any issues at all. The other thing I would say is just to recognize what an honor it is to be serving your nation's military, to be wearing our flag. The armed services and veterans are some of the most respected group of people we still have in this country. And it's a brotherhood of arms and enjoy it, you know, enjoy it while you can uh, enjoy the travel opportunities, enjoy that camaraderie that you have with your fellow airmen. I'm telling you now, there is not another company in the civilian side that will give that to you. The, the full understanding that you're not only responsible for people at work, but you're responsible for people in their personal lives as well. So much of the job of the flight commander that I enjoyed so much was really taking care of people and getting involved in things that civilian companies don't do. I mean, even now when my colleagues go out because they're sick or they're having surgery or something, I'm always the one to ask them about it because that's just the type of family that I came from in the Air Force. And so enjoy it. Have a great time. Be smart. You know, don't do anything too dumb. I mean, we all do, but <laughs> try not to get in too much trouble and enjoy the honor that it is to serve in the military. If someone could have told me what I'm going to say, like, I think it would have made my time so much more enjoyable. And any girl that's thinking about joining, I would want to ask them, when you think about yourself in the military, how do you want to feel? Like, how do you really want to feel? And think about it and think about what you'll be doing when you're feeling that way, like how you'll be treating people, how you'll be taking care of yourself, how you'll be learning and applying and, st and how you and then what that's going to create for you and how you're going to show up for yourself and for others in the military. Like, how do you want to feel? And most of the time, for I think nearly all of us, when we join, 
it's because we want to feel pride. We want to feel proud. We want to feel purposeful and fulfilled. And we want to feel strong. We're doing something for ourselves because we're doing something for others. Like we wouldn't willingly sign up if we're feeling scared. Normally, if we're feeling scared, we avoid things. Or if we feel resentful, we avoid things. So I would want to ask them, like, think about how you'll feel while you're in the military, while you're serving. And then ask yourself, what, do you, what are you believing that is getting you to feel that way, right? That is getting you to show up how you feel is best, how you think it's going to create a result for you that you actually want for your time in service, right? What do you want your entire experience to mean to you? One of the first things that you need to understand that you need to take care of yourself. You need to take care of your people. And if you don't take care of your people, you're going to be assured they're going to take care of you. And you may not like it too well when they take care of you. Because I have known people who didn't take care of their people and their, their people got rid of them. The second thing is don't lose your sense of humor. There are times it's just really tough. And you need to be able to think about things that, so you don't lose your sense of humor, that you should have the courage to take and do volunteer work whenever you get that opportunity, because it may be the opportunity to do something that may lead you to a promotion or to some other job or to something. But don't be afraid to take it and do a, a promotion and to do everything you can to encourage those you come in contact with that aren't doing what they need to do to have a better life in the future. You need to encourage them to go to college or to do whatever it is that they need to learn to do a better job, whatever it is, to live better, to get along with people better so that they do that and so that they have a better life for themselves and maybe for you too because you're in those surroundings. Absolutely, 100%. Do it. Do it. We, we need you. We need your brain. We need your um, way of thinking. We need your service. There's just so much opportunity. And it was interesting, you know, I never in my career and I had opportunities to serve in not very integrated locations like my first ship. So, so I had these opportunities where it could have very easily felt like a, a horrible experience or I could have felt biased or something like that. And I didn't. I didn't feel that at all in the military. It wasn't until my civilian career when I started to feel that bias or that my opportunities weren't the same because of my gender. In the military, it always felt a very equal platform and a very great opportunity to continue to you know, serve alongside my peers, no matter who they were or where they were from. So I think it's a great opportunity for women. I would say if you do not want to have educational debt, this is your opportunity to take advantage of of all of the various tuition assistance that the military offers, the ROTC programs, the academies, just tuition assistance in general when you're in. This is your opportunity to set yourself up for success and to have a career trajectory that actually goes higher than your peers who are not serving in the military. So I would say 100% consider it. 
Well, it's funny that you should mention that. My niece is 17 and I saw her just a couple of weeks ago at a family function. And she said to me, you were in the military. I'm thinking of joining. What do you think? And the first thing I said was, I think you should listen to my podcast <laughs> and then decide for yourself because it has both the good and the bad stories. And then you can make an educated decision. And I said, but if you do decide to go into the military, I said, you know, go ROTC, <laughs> go to college and have that experience and and then go in as an officer and have that experience because in a way I wish that's what I did. Although I don't regret being enlisted. I met amazing people. We had so much, I, am, I had too much fun. So <laughs> maybe that's part of it. That's what I would say. And I would say, if you want to go in, no matter how you want to go in, officer or enlisted, Just do your research, make sure that it's the right fit for you, and then just do it. Just do it because it does. Actually, my mama was right. It is a great foundation to start your life. If you want to do it, go for it, but just understand what you are getting yourself into. Joining the military so you can get a college degree is probably not the best idea. One of the things that I found out about the military, like we were talking about earlier, I didn't know what I was getting myself into when I initially joined, but what I found out years later about the mission of the army was to go to war, right? And to win at war. So the mil- the mission of the military isn't for you to get a college education. It isn't so you can pay for your standard of living. So you, you have to understand what it is that you're getting yourself into if you go into the military. I think that would be the biggest thing that I would tell people. Know what the mission of the military is. And yes, you may do all those other things. You may get your standard of living taken care of. You may get a college degree. You may travel the world, but that's not the mission of the military. And you just need to know what you're getting yourself into if you want to join. Yeah. So one of the things I always like to remember is that meaning and truth evolve over time. And so I can look back at my experience and, you know, and even thinking about how to bestow that down on the next generations. And I know that they're not going to get the same value because it was learned over time for me. And without that time, they're not going to learn the same things. And so as a mental health counselor now, my advice would be, If you're thinking about joining, you know, take three sessions with a counselor outside of the school, outside of the military, and just get to know yourself, get to know your why, and make sure that you're on track. And then do check-ins, follow-ups to make sure that you're still continuing to do that so you don't lose sight of that. And that as you grow and as you evolve, your plan can grow and evolve with you. And so take the time to really understand because... If you're like I was where you just saw there was no other option and you weren't sure and you didn't have that guidance, you know, that's what that's what counselors can help you help you do. They can ask you those questions or they they can say, did you know of this or have you seen that? And they can give you that clarity um, while also just shining a light on the path that you're getting ready to walk to make sure that you see it clearly before you take those steps. And so that's my advice. As a high school teacher, I would give my presentation my and I would share my experience about Iraq all the time to my students. And it's not to highlight, you know, the good or the bad or the ugly or to persuade people. It's literally a sequential order of what happened. And just to give people some insight, because since we're not in the draft war, I feel like the gap between civilian and military is so huge. I get asked a lot, well, would you recommend war? And I always say, that's up to you as an individual. I can tell you right now that it wasn't for me. I didn't like being told what to do by people who sometimes were a little bit less intelligent or, you know, I didn't like being told what to do when I knew it wasn't the best situation. I didn't mind wearing the uniform. You know, it was nice not to have to pick out your clothes every day. (laughs) And I loved how in shape I was. And, and, you know, a lot about the military was really cool. 
but it's not for everybody. And I know that I'm much happier as a civilian than I was when I was in the military. And so you have to look inside of you and think about where you're at as your own individual person and take that for if you should join or not. I can't recommend it. I can't say don't do it because that's not that's not my place. It's just like any job. Being a teacher is really hard. Being a principal is really hard. And it's not for everybody, but you can make a huge impact on, on hundreds of people's lives. And then you don't know when that impact stops because they might impact somebody else the same way you impacted them. And so it's just each their own and, and whatever you need to do, you need to do. Yeah, it could be dangerous and you could be risking your life and you have to ask yourself if that's something you're willing to do and knowing that you can't just get out of it flippantly like you can with some other jobs out there. So that's tough because I think a lot of people question me like, would I tell people not to join the military now that I know all of these things that happened to me or now that all the experiences that I had and I wouldn't tell them not to join. I mean, I remember how I mentioned earlier on that I had that really great experience with leadership. There are people that have really great experiences in the military. My best advice would be just to know your resources, to to know yourself, to always show up authentically as yourself to self-advocate because there are resources out there and there's there are people who care and there are people who will support you, even if you have to tell a few people, right? Even if you have to figure out a way to support with the right people, because not everybody is toxic. Just because you've had some bad experiences with people does not mean that every experience is going to be bad. You know, so those are important. And then also too, if you ever experience trauma or anything ever happens to you, just remember that that shame, that guilt that you're experiencing, it does not belong to you. It is not yours. Do not own that release that, give it back to who it belongs to. Even with, you know, toxic leadership, all of those things, there are, like I said, there's people that care. Just know your resources and know, you know, know your supports and have those readily available to you in case you ever need them. I would absolutely say if that's what your heart is telling you to do, then go for it. These are unprecedented times for women in the military. Every single career field is open to you. If you follow your dreams, right, you're, you're going to be a trailblazer in a vanguard. You're going to see the world. You're going to lead people and be on a team. There's something so extraordinary you can't even imagine. Part of something bigger than yourself. And along the way, you're going to be making history, which is pretty darn cool. So 100%, I would go for it. I always tell people, you know, women can love their country too. And some of us choose to show it by wearing our nation's uniform. So we'd love to have more women in our ranks. What I wish I could have told myself at the very beginning that I've learned now is you have to learn to be your own self-advocate. There's going to be so many times in your military career or your life where you think you ha- you just you have to do something because someone else is demanding it from you. But the thing is, you have to take care of yourself in order to be the best at your job, be the best version of yourself, you know, the, be- the best, you know, sibling, spouse, child, whatever, mother. And so know that going into a career in the military. I think I'm so grateful for my time in the military, even though it's it's been hard. It's it's shaped me into who I am and really aligned me with my my purpose and my vision. So I think military service is so, so beneficial and there's so many wonderful things about it, but you have to remember to take care of yourself. 
listening to this week's episode of Women of the Military Podcast. Do you love all things Women of the Military Podcast? Become a subscriber so you never miss an episode and consider leaving a review. It really helps people find the podcast and helps the podcast to grow. Are you still listening? You could be a part of the mission of telling the stories of military women by joining me on Patreon at patreon.com slash women of the military or you can order my book Women of the Military on Amazon. Every dollar helps to continue the work I am doing. Are you a business owner? Do you want to get your product or service in front of the Women of the Military podcast audience? Get in touch with the Women of the Military podcast team to learn more. All the links on how you can support Women of the Military podcast are located in the show notes. Thanks again for listening and for your support. Thank you.